Hello and welcome to Job Search Guide, a part of localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma. Now, this podcast is designed to give you some insightful strategies and direction when it comes to finding and attaining your next great position. And we have a little bit of a counterintuitive subject on the table when it comes to job searching, as our guest suggests that giving, by applying the generosity principle, is an effective way to enhance your job prospects. Today, we are joined by Laura Lobovich, CEO of the Career Strategy Group. Thanks for coming on today, Laura. Thanks for having me, Tim. Well, it's an interesting topic, and I am I'm, I'm very curious to get into some of the details, but I did want to give our listeners an opportunity to find out where you're coming from. So if you could fill us in briefly on your professional background. Sure. Be happy to. I started out after college. I, I actually went to work for Walt Disney World. My first job with them was as a bus driver. I drove around World Showcase and Epcot Center, um, and I, I helped people transfer from one part of Epcot to the other. Um, but shortly, I, I got promoted out of my polyester costume, which was a good thing because it was 100 <laughs> degrees in Florida. And then um, I moved into a college recruiting function where I recruited all over the country for positions within the parks and resorts. And I led the staffing efforts for two Disney water parks, Disney's Blizzard Beach and Mm -hmm. Disney's uh, Typhoon Lagoon. And I also staffed up Animal Kingdom for the first time. So my background is in recruiting and also in HR, because after I left Disney, I moved to America Online. When we were, it was a heyday. It was the best time (laughs) of AOL's history. And um, I helped develop their college internship program from scratch. So really had an opportunity to um, you know, create some really neat, neat things there at that company. And then I, I worked in an HR role. So I helped employees, you know, fit in, stand up, stand out, move up in the organization and in their careers. And that's when I realized I loved this idea of, of sort of career counseling and, and job search in general. So that's really my background. And that was what I did before I launched my own business at the Career Strategy Group. And I think it is important for our listeners to hear that that it wasn't something you just jumped into. You you clearly had the background with it, and sort of that perspective um, gives you insight into these areas that we're going to talk about. And now, a little bit different in that the idea of the generosity principle, I guess for those who don't know, haven't heard it, uh, maybe have a different idea of what that is, we'll start there. What is the generosity principle um, and your definition of it? The generosity principle, I mean, and everyone has sort of their own way of describing it. You know, in, the, in Berg's book, The Go-Giver, he says it's all about value. Um, when I was thinking about generosity, I, I'll just tell you a little story real quick. And, and then as when I was working at Disney, I would drive back and forth from my, my house to Walt Disney World property. And I would listen to the, I guess back then it was tapes, <laughs> it wasn't CDs, <laughs> um, the tapes, I'm giving me my age here, but um, of Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar is, or was, he just recently passed away, but He's an author and a nationally renowned motivational speaker, and he said something that never left me, ever. He said, you can have everything you want in this life if you just help enough other people get what they want. Hmm. And it never um, never ceases to amaze me that I think some people are, are so focused on just getting what they want that they forget to realize that they actually have value in every conversation that they go in. There's some way that they can be contributing. And so... When you ask what the generosity principle is, to me, the generosity principle is giving more than you get in every interaction, every time. So whenever you're engaging in something, there are ways in which you can really shift your mindset to think about not just what I'm going to get out of this conversation, but what I'm able to give. Mm -hmm. 
Now, as I said off the top, it seems a little counterintuitive, maybe backwards thinking, because as you said, when you're thinking of, you know, you are looking to find a job, you are looking to make these connections. How can you describe it using the generosity principle in a way to tell people, look, it is going to help you. You don't want to focus on that aspect, but how can you describe that to people so they're not skeptical about it? That's a really good question. And and obviously the term job search is you're looking for something. You're looking to get something. <laughs> um, and so you're, the, for the way that you frame up job search in general is that you're looking you know, to get something at the end of this. And right. so it's perhaps not even a great term to use <laughs> job search, but um, we, we need to change that term. Let's, let's start a, a mission to change that term. But really in job search, it's more important to be generous. And the reason is, you know, people will talk to you more. They will open up to you more if they believe that you're not just there to get something from them. Okay. Right? So if you are networking with them and your purpose is, you know, Tim, instead of um, I want to get a job, or I want to get a lead, or I want to get you to tell me, you know, about this organization. And instead you say, you know, at the end of the conversation, you may say, you know, what is it that I can do for you? Mm-hmm. You know, I see that you've been here for a long time. What are your goals? You know, are you looking to get into a specific organization? What can I help you with? And so it's shifting the conversation to a mutually beneficial conversation, you know, so that you can add value in some way. What people ask me a lot, Tim, is they'll say, but I don't know how I can add value for that person. I don't know. And sometimes it isn't clear. I will be honest. Sometimes it isn't clear. So what I recommend people do is before they go into any conversation or any networking event, they think about what are some things that they're good at? You know, what is it that people come to them for? And, and this can be separate and apart from a job search. So I'll give you another example. Whenever I go to a networking event, I almost always, and this is nine times out of 10, I will be asked something about Disney because that's my background. Right. So if anyone knows anything about me, they'll know that I worked at Disney. One of the things I generally say is, listen, call me if you're taking a Disney vacation because hmm. I would be more than happy to help you plan one that's, that's going to be great for your kids or great for adults or great for short term. You only have one day there. Give me a call. I'll make sure I'm, you know, I'm able to help you make that happen. Sure. But that's, that's not professional. That's personal. And that's still okay. But it's of something that I can offer that's of value to others. And sometimes in the conversations, especially when you're professionally networking, adding just that personal touch makes it that much better and will allow you to continue the conversation with that person. I think it's a great piece of advice, and we'll and we'll get into some other aspects that maybe people can utilize. But you touched on a, a point there as far as the, the personal side, and my question is: a lot of people bring up to us in our conversations about feeling a little sleazy sometimes, for lack of a better term, um, having trouble really being authentic when it comes to offering something up like that, because in their mind they think the other person is going to be skeptical. It's sort of this back and forth, uh, you know, subconscious thing that they're battling. What would you offer up to help them get past that or to really engage themselves in those conversations where they can be authentic in offering something up like that? That's exactly why the generosity principle is so important. If you shift your mindset going into, let's say, an informational interview, you know, when you're looking to meet with someone who can help you learn a little bit more about the company or the organization or the industry, that's what we call an informational interview. So let's say you're going into that conversation and all you want to get from it is you want to get a lead or you want to learn about the company instead of shifting it to what I call, let's try to get this person on your ambassadorial team called AT. Try to get them on your ambassadorial team. Well, okay. If you want them to be an ambassador for you, 
if you want them to be a cheerleader for you, what do you need them to do? Well, you need them to know, like, and trust you. And for that to happen, you can't just sit there and talk about yourself. And you can't just sit there and ask questions about things that you need. You have to have it be more of a give and a take. Mm-hmm. Really more than a give than a take. And so what I tell people to do is because they are so concerned about sounding desperate and sounding like they're begging for a job is to just go in and say, I just want to have a conversation with you. You've done some really, really interesting things in your career. Can, I, I want to hear about them. I want to know what your goals are. I want to get to know you. And that takes the sort of the shift in conversation off of me, 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 and it puts it on us in terms of let's make this a collaborative relationship that will last longer than just this conversation. It seems to me by doing that, sort of having that, that mental shift, even before you go into a situation like that, it would take some pressure off of that person who might be feeling, I need to get a job because that's not then the focus of what they're doing. That's right. You're 100% right. It does take it, take it off of them. And, you know, what I say is the way to create a generosity sort of practice is to be curious, hmm. is to just start by being curious. Sure. You know, in sort of fueling your curiosity or your inquisitive gene. Some of us have it in sort of in, in plethora and some of us don't. <laughs> um, but to be curious in these types of conversations will really help you in the long run. And, and all I mean by that is be interested in what the other person is doing. Really be interested in who they are as a person. You know, I'm sure you get requests, Tim, and the ones that you listen to are the ones where people are going to say, listen, what can I do for you? Hmm. Now, how can I help you meet your goals? Instead of them saying, hey, can I, can I be on your show? Or what's in it for me? <laughs> right. right? So, so really, this is just about being really curious and being really interested about what that person's up to and how you can help them get it faster. Obviously, that's a, I mean, an important aspect of what we're talking about. Another area that you, um, that you had written about, I'd seen some, some notes about is, you know, helping others out on the professional side and not necessarily, again, as you said, looking to get something back for it, but just offering up ways to improve their career. Um, why don't you fill the listeners in a little bit on some of those strategies that, that you had mentioned, um, you know, in terms of whether you're referring somebody or, or different ways of connecting people? I'm so glad you asked that. So here are a couple of really great tips that I have found are very useful. Okay. The first one is whenever you have a a networking conversation with someone, there's a rule of three. Okay. The first time you meet with them, and let's say it's an informational interview, we're just going to use that example again. The first time you meet with them, after you're done, you send them a note of thanks. Really appreciated your time and your effort in meeting with me. And it can just be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. The number two the second time you reach out to them, the number two is not about you. Okay, it's about them. Okay. It's about the value you can bring to them. So you need to think creatively. What is it that this person told me about themselves? And then how can I send them something that would be meaningful for them and it won't be about me? So for example, let's say you saw a picture of them on their desk and they have three kids and they live in the Kansas City area. Well, maybe you would look at some of the activities that are out there that are really interesting. Maybe there's a children's fair. Sure. Maybe, maybe there's a, an event that's really great. There's a Romeo and Juliet show coming up and you want to tell them you know, how, to, how to see it. Send them a link. Thought this might be interesting to you. We talked about our kids. We're going to see this. Maybe, maybe you'll find this of value. Number two is not about you. The third time you reach out to them, it's okay to talk about your job search. But you also want to say, listen, I really appreciated the advice that you gave me. And I wanted to follow up with you to let you know how everything came out. You recommended that I join this association. I did. It's been great. 
so-and-so says hello. Okay, so the third time, you're not just thanking them, you're telling them how you put their ideas and their suggestions into practice. So mm-hmm. again, you're valuing their time and their effort. Another great thing is, you know, to, to just refer a friend or a colleague to a position that you deem isn't a fit for you. So anytime someone comes to you, you know, maybe in an interview, and you decide that this job isn't for you, and if you know someone, recommend them. Right. You know, I, I'm not the right fit, but I know someone who, who can help, who can help you. A couple other things, launching an unsolicited LinkedIn recommendation campaign. When I first started out with LinkedIn, I'm, I'm very proud to say I was one of the first, maybe 500,000 members. I had a competition with my husband who could get to 500 connections faster, <laughs> and, and I so won. Um, but I know it's not about that now. <laughs> but it definitely um, was about that then, that's for sure. <laughs> it was totally about that then, and I won. I just want to put that out there. But when, when, that, when I started on LinkedIn, I had someone recommend me unsolicited, and it made my day. Mm. It just completely made my day. Sure. And I started to think, well, gosh, if someone is recommending me and I feel like this, how can I make them feel good? So I started to think about all the people who I had worked with over year, over the years, my mentors, my, my professors, you know, people, my colleagues, people who really had a profound impact on me. And I launched a LinkedIn recommendation campaign. Now, of course, now you want to let them know it's coming because even though they have to, you know, they, they select whether they want it to be displayed on their profile. Right. You know, sometimes it's good if they're not looking for a job and they put a new recommendation up, it could, could cause a few red flags, but... <laughs> That's not important right now. What's important is the idea of thinking about who in your career really, really made a difference for you and just going, going to bat for them, going mm-hmm. out and saying, listen, I really appreciate you. Well, you, you bring up LinkedIn, and I think that is an aspect of this as well, is with social media, it seems like there are a lot of opportunities to do things like this that maybe you didn't have that chance in the past. As far as Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, I mean, do you see those as being important tools that people should be utilizing on a consistent basis? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And if I could add a few more yeses, I would, but we're all going to be out of time. <laughs> time. You know, and there's great ways to use LinkedIn and Twitter to um, sort of propagate this generosity principle. One of the ways I do it is every morning, I just get on and I look at my newsfeed. It's very easy now because right at the top, it'll say, so-and-so has changed jobs. Right. Or so-and-so has a new promotion. They won't say promotion, but new job. I will go onto their profile and I will look, okay, this person's been in this job for eight months. They're just adding this to their profile. I may not say anything to them, but if they're adding a new job to the profile and it's been a month or three weeks or, you know, present, it's been like less than a month, I will always congratulate them. Mm -hmm. Just congratulate them on the job, you know, wanted to reach out, really excited for you. And it's not just the default congrats. Right. Right. I mean, we can all do that. That's easy. Right. Send, send, send. Congrats. 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 (laughs) That's that's not that's not really what I'm talking about. It's creating a a message that allows you to connect with that person who who maybe you haven't spoken to in a while. I just did this yesterday with a colleague that I worked with at Disney, maybe 15 plus years ago. Okay. And it it spurred a conversation. He emailed me after. And when I go to Orlando, I'm going to catch up with him. And it's it's really a great way to connect and reconnect with people who may be a, a LinkedIn connection for you, but for whom you haven't spoken in a while. Right. 
Well, I hope people listening you know, appreciate what you are bringing to us and, and not just in terms of these connections, but as you've mentioned um, and the sort of the topic, the idea of the generosity principle and, and helping others out because it hopefully becomes this cycle of, uh, of information and connections and, and really engagement like you've been talking about. As we look to sort of wrap up the, the conversation and the topic at hand, uh, we always like to give our guests the floor at the end and really go anywhere you want with it to give our listeners a takeaway and, and something else that might be important that we haven't touched on or something that you would think they would be interested in listening to, um, where would you go with that to wrap things up today? I think the, just the most important thing is to remember that, that whenever you're looking for a job, it's really just important to give, mm-hmm. right? To, to really think about how you can give. This is going to come back to you in spades. If you think about what it is that you can contribute to the other person and how, how you can offer value to them. You will create more meaningful relationships with the people with whom you're networking, and they will help be your ambassadors in your job search. They will be your cheerleaders because you will have spent the time to invest in them. And that's really what's going to help you in your job search. Sounds like a perfect way to punctuate this podcast today. With that, we will close out this edition of Job Search Guide on LJN Radio. We've been diving into the generosity principle and how it can positively impact your job search prospects. Although uh, our guest today thinks we should maybe change the name of Job Search Guide. So I'll have to check with my managers on that one. I'm not sure if that'll work. But regardless, our guest today has been Laura Lobovich, CEO of the Career Strategy Group and a strong proponent of utilizing the generosity principle. Uh, Laura, thanks again for coming on, taking some time with us today and uh, giving our listeners some insight. It's really been great. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. Of course, we always want to hear from you, the listeners as well. So feel free to send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you do have any comments or suggestions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.